episode 236 of Kane's cast and Shane Willis 67 shots seems to be like a really good number to put on net it's almost nice sometimes you got to go back and buy another bucket though Mike That is such a good comment. I hope people appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. You know, sometimes you stand there on the range and just the whole bucket slashes right. You go back and get another one. You just ante back up. Yes. Which this team will do tomorrow, which is Saturday in Columbus. Well, when you said bucket, I was also thinking that maybe you go back and get another bucket of Storm Brews. The fine, the fine presenting sponsor. Well, we all probably needed a few of those after of, 67, and not one couldn't go back in. <laughs> uh, to, to that end, we will talk about it. By the way, we'd like to thank everybody at R&D Brewing who brews Storm Brew, which is the presenting sponsor here of Canes Cast. As we get ready to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, the Canes go on a weekend trip to Columbus, and then they'll come back home and play New Jersey, and then they go back on the road for a weekday trip at Columbus. Huh. Yeah. Should have stayed for a back-to-back. A little Saturday, Sunday? You would think. I mean, I, I liked that, by the way. During it's the, the COVID year with a couple of teams, has Yeah, a few teams have it. Uh, there's going to be an instance. Nashville was telling me that later in the year, they're going to play a team twice. I believe it's Seattle. And they play them twice in Nashville. But Seattle stays there for like four days while Nashville goes and then comes back. Oh. I mean, I liked it. Four days in Nashville is like four days in Vegas. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, good, good luck trying to win that second game, Seattle. Um, I enjoyed those games, a little back-to-back action. You know, the fire. Think about last night. Oh, my game, gosh. That game had a little spice. If, you know, they were going to go back at it again tonight, we're going back a couple years into the playoffs when these two teams went head-to-head. Yeah, there is. Although, to me, and this is, you played it. I'm going to go from the broadcaster uh, observer slash fan side. Whenever there was a game and it was, you know, oh my God, it was to, it was wild. Can't wait for these two teams to play again. Generally, the second game, generally, nothing happens. It's like we'll we'll wait. We'll get you. We'll get you another game. I, I'm just saying, generally, yeah, generally, yeah. Because as you know, especially if you play like a back to back or in a close proximity, the referees are on high alert for everything. Yeah, they hammer something down early to kind of temper things off a little bit but um there's been a few though in oh there few. there has i'm not i'm not saying it's a hundred percent that way yeah. but generally like think, generally expect all yeah. oh, round two and you're like oh that was round two i think it would be more again during the regular season i think you could see it more intense because in the playoffs you can't afford to come out and you know go on the line of too offensive in the intense category and get sent to the box and all right. of a sudden you're down a couple goals thanks to their power play but yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing a few more of those every now and then. Again, you go to Columbus, you come home for a Tuesday game against Jersey, and then go back to Columbus. Yeah, I'd rather just, let's spend the weekend in Columbus. Yeah, play you, Saturday, Monday if you want. Yeah, if you want to. If you want to put a day off in between the games. If you need to. Sure. You don't know what's in the building, but True. how much going on in Columbus, Ohio this time of year, I don't yeah. think. The, the schedule, again, we've talked about it. but And, and it's not just the Canes. It, it is everybody has had some weird quirk because think about it. Columbus is sitting on the other end of this going, well, we play the Canes at home and then we see them five days later Yeah, at home. I wonder if Columbus already plays on Sunday somewhere. Uh, there's, there's a chance that they're going to be gone, that they're going to play somewhere on Tuesday or maybe a home game, but let's get to uh, the good. They're, they're in Washington Sunday. Oh, well that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the good 
from the Carolina Hurricanes Thursday performance against the Nashville Predators, even though the end result, and this is a results-oriented business, was a 5-3 loss to the Predators, Carolina dominated that game in every phase, except the scoreboard said 5-3 Nashville because of UC Soros. There's about four different ways we can splinter the game in, in this talk here on Kane's cast. But I just want to go to the big thing. We were waiting to see Max Pacioretty play. 38 regular season games for the Canes this year without him. And now he comes back and he plays after tearing his Achilles and having successful offseason surgery and putting all the work to rehab. And if that is the initial game of Max Pacioretty, give me more because he was ready to go. I, I was never sure of what we were going to get for the first game coming after an injury like that. And he was ready to go. And you, as a former shooter, just had to be drooling over the performance you were seeing him put out there. Well, the way he shoots the puck, and I've been able to watch him over the last couple of weeks as he's been skating um, alone with the injured guys, but he has so much power and velocity behind it. Um, I think it brings a different dynamic. He had six shots. Coming in, we talk about expectations. I wasn't ready to see that. I thought, you know, he's going to come out really get a feeling. It's been eight months since this guy's played in the National Hockey League game. And he comes out in the first period, and he said it in the interview with Hannah uh, after the first. He's like, well, I either needed to hit somebody or get hit. And he was very physical in the first period. He brought a little edge to the game. Um, that, again, when a guy's coming off injury like that, ah, you're like, how is he going to come out? Is he going to feel things out, kind of stay perimeter? And he was he was all in. But I think that's a veteran mindset. You, you can't stay on the perimeter. I'm here. I'm going to jump in the deep end and go after it. And then the Hurricanes get a couple of power plays early on. I think that's where things really change a dynamic on that power play unit. When you have him on one side and Svech on the other, oh, by the way, you have Brent Burns in the top. I mean, you have three lethal shooting weapons with Ajo as a bumper and then the guy down low, Marty Natchez, kind of the, the passer, if you will. But just another tool for Rod Burnmore to add to the toolbox is saying, here we go. Would you say the power play could be almost a lethal weapon three? Oh. Oh, well, you did that. <laughs> there it is. Throw that out there. Yes. Uh, you had an elite shot, Shane. Is that a God-given ability, or is there something that shooters like Max Pacioretty, you, oh, Chip and I brought it up on the, the broadcast trip, Tracy, that – there's a handful of guys who shoot the puck like that in the league. And everybody in the league can shoot, but then to shoot like that, where that heaviness and that accuracy where it explodes off the stick, current guys, I, I the only one I could go to is Alex Ovechkin. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there are others who have a heavy shot who can put a ton behind it, but like right off the top, that's where I go to. Where does that come from? Is that ability or is that you can work and put a shot like that together? Well, I think... Most of those guys at that elite level are gifted um, with whatever it might be um, in their makeup of the quickness of hands, velocity, you know, the hip motion is all important in, in the way you transfer your weight. I think guys learning that and training that at a very young age is important. Um, Rod Brindamore talked about it in the pregame show as well as he watched him, a guy knowing where his hand positions are and he gets a stick that he likes that, Utilizing the flex of these sticks is so important. And then the way you position your body when you are shooting, you can't be off balance. You can't. Great shooters know how to get in the proper position 
to unload that rocket. You know, Alex Ovechkin, number one. You look at the spot yeah. where he scored so many of his goals. I almost looked, though, a little bit different at, at Pacioretty and Ovechkin. Ovechkin's a big guy. He's heavy. Um, not saying Max Pacioretty is not heavy, but he's strong, different strengths. But, you know, a guy like Svech and Patch, just the way they shoot the puck, the positioning and technique is so important, yes. Um, but I do think it is a gift as well for a lot of these guys at that level. All right, one more hockey lesson on that. You keep talking about the positioning. How important is where you place your skates, your, your footwork for a shot like that? Or is it all you're just opening your hips and it's the torque of the, the stick? Well, it's important with your feet, and the guys that do it best are always moving, and they have quick feet to position. If you're, you know, go back to something that we hear all the time, taking that breath or a little bit lazy in your positioning, you're not going to get that velocity. You might still shoot hard, but the guys that quickly get the feet in the perfect position are the guys that have that lethal shot. You played against one of them, Brett Hull. Like yes. He's the guy who I remember. And it's, I remember watching it going, I'm like, he, he doesn't do anything. He just finds a soft spot in the ice and then lets it fly. But then you realize that's part of the key as well, finding that spot in the ice against the defense to get your shot through. And the difference of probably what you talk to a guy is when you talk about the flex of a stick and there's so many different numbers you get into with that. Brett Hull used a very soft stick, if you will. I mean, he could bend it almost in half. He wanted that for a quick snapshot, getting the velocity and torque where some guys these days will probably like it, you know, to be a little bit stronger and sturdier to get a little bit more whip off of it. But the difference in Brett Hall was how loose that stick was. And you can go back and look at a couple of freeze frame photos. I don't know how the stick's not breaking. Um, it would be like me grabbing my son's stick and coming out and shooting with it. It's exactly how soft it would be compared to, I was talking with someone the other day. I, Happen to take a look at Brent Burns' stick, um, who in flex categories is at a 125 to 130 range. I couldn't bend it. I was in shoes, but I was like, this would put so much strain on my elbow. It would be insane. Um, but it's a, it's a fine, you know, that's their tool. You talk about tools these guys have. Yep. They're always working on it. And it's amazing to watch guys at practice. They'll go around and be like, hey, let me, have you, let me see your stick for a minute. Right, different curve, different pattern, all those things. And all of a sudden, you know, a guy in a slump may switch to some of his pattern, which we saw before, um, and get on a heater, as we like to say. But it's their weapon. They got to have those. They got to have great skates. The gloves got to feel right. You know, look good, feel good, play good. And that stick's got to feel the right way all the time. Honestly, that's the craziest thing about sports when you think about it from hockey to, you know, to baseball for a bat. If, if the bat didn't look good in in your hands, you're, well, this is I I can't use this bat. I don't like I don't like the I don't like the feeling of the 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 barrel. It's a little little too uh, weighted at the top. Like nobody thinks of all the little things that go into this now. And with the stick technology, yes, I just used the word stick technology. Yes, it's it's ridiculous. You can get the flex of your stick when you talk about the pattern. The, the hook that you want at the end of your blade to, to whatever you want it to be now. It's almost insane where I think back to, and it wasn't that long ago, Shane. It was basically when you were playing. Like, uh, maybe I can get my stick in this this position. Hopefully it, it'll it yeah. have enough flex on it when I shoot. Yeah. Well, you talk about the look. It's funny because I used to do it, and I know players do it now. So if a player needs a new stick, and they're like, you know, and these guys have probably six or seven in the rack and there's nothing wrong with them yeah but it comes down to how it feels and how it looks yeah but when they say they want a new stick the training staff doesn't go back to the equipment room and grab one stick and bring it back to them and say here you go 
they bring back three, four, five, and the guy will hold it. He'll he'll mess around with it before he cuts it and tapes it up. He'll look down at it. And I remember taking like five or six sticks and just looking down at the blades and seeing which one caught my eye. You know, similar when you're going shopping for a car. You don't just go in and be like, I'll take that one, right? You look down, which one feels better? Does this one feel a little bit lighter? I think so. Now, is 80 or more percent of this in your mind? Sure. Yeah. But that's what they go through to find the right one that they want to cut down and tape up. Oh, you, you said it, and I will echo it. Look good, feel good, play good. Have to. Have to. Have to. I, I'd like to add another one uh, to the repertoire. you got to smell good, I think. No. <laughs> no. You do. Not, no. I mean, not on the ice, but. Well, off you know. the ice, yes. Yeah. Hygiene is, hygiene, <laughs> good hygiene is important. But on the ice, you're going to. You're wearing hockey equipment. You're going to smell bad. All Arcane's cast fans, you should use that in your daily life. Yes. Look good, feel good, smell good. Yes. Play good. Play good. That's the way that it works. I mean, you would dominate daily. But, I mean, you've been in enough hockey locker rooms. The second, the second you put on hockey equipment, you no longer smell good. I mean, National Hockey League is different. Kudos to the trainers because they do an amazing job. But riding with a 14-year-old home from practice. Wow. It I don't be, remember those days. It could be negative four outside. Yeah. We're rolling down the windows. I texted my mom the other day and apologized for always laying my equipment out in her laundry room. Why? Because <laughs> it, it's cold in Canada. Oh, it's the only place it would dry. That's true. Sylvan Lake, it would freeze in the garage. rocket dryers back when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the technology these kids have these days. All right. So that that's the good from the performance on Thursday. But the, the funny thing is there was a lot of good. Like, every metric, yeah. and, all right, this is where I said we can go in all these different directions for the game. I, I am not the dinosaur who says, oh, you, you can't put everything into analytics and there's no, no, there's benefit to analytics. But that's the one game where if you look at it and we just showed you all of the advanced numbers. Right, you, without you, the score, without you would the say, score, who won? You, and you would say that had to have been like a 5 nothing game or 5-2 yeah. game in favor, in favor of the Hurricanes. So... Putting all that together with how the Canes dominated everything but the scoreboard. I asked you this last night on Hurricanes Live in the postgame show. Is this an easy game to leave with you? Or is this one of these games where you're like, we threw everything at these guys? Because what I, I will boil it down to is, do you just say, UC Soros, good on you. We're going to move on to Columbus. Or are you like, I had this, I had this shot. I had this opportunity. I could have done this differently. Do you replay those kind of games in your mind? Because I think for me, and you could tell me I'm wrong, when you get beat four nothing, you know, four to one, leave it there. Didn't have it. We move on to the next game. Unless you know, there's always mitigating circumstances. But that game last night, do you sit there at night and you're like, you know, if I would have, maybe if I would have passed and, and, and overanalyze a couple of instances in a game like that. No, I think it is easier to move on for a couple of reasons. One, because of all the positives, and you talk about the numbers and opportunities they had to score. The other part is that helps you move on is the streak that you just came off of, right? That is a little bit of a safety net. You don't want to get caught in that too long. I was saying, you know, we just roped in a lot of points. Um, but the other part I look at, and as a player, you're going to sit there after because – 67 shots. I said Patrick had six. You know, Svech had seven. Uh, Brett Pesci had seven. If you run down that number, I believe the stat was given to me by uh, M. Svech had eight. M. Lee Taft. The first time since 1981 
Is it six or seven players that had six or more shots? If you can do a quick count for me. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Like the six first players with six or more. Yeah, first time since '81 a team's had two six of them being Brett Pesci and Brady Shea. Yeah, but so I think as a player you look at it and be like, oh man, and you go back through your shots of like, could I've done anything to beat him there? But I also think as a player you have to still look at. Yes, you did lose. But you have to go back and look at the goals that Nashville scored. Where were the mistakes made? What differently do we fine-tune there? Because you're always fine-tuning your game. I think that'll be the focus of meetings today, which is Friday before heading to Columbus. Of the goals scored, where were the slight mistakes? Could there be better communication? All those type of things. And then you get on the plane and you're already thinking about Columbus. But you're not dwelling on this loss because of 67 shots and all those chances. Like, I can't believe we didn't. You know, you move on. And... The best part about this team, and you talk about the coaching staff, the expectation is to be better tomorrow yeah. in Columbus. And you get back in the win column and come home with even better thoughts and feelings because you have a huge win. All right. You also touched on this. You you cannot bank on, well, we're just coming off of 11 wins in a row. You, you do have to look at the reality of right now, which is, okay, a little bobble here. But that's the other point that I wanted to drive home. You got it. You're, this is going to happen at some point in the season. As good as it was going for 17 consecutive games with a point, franchise record, 11 consecutive wins, franchise record, 12 games on the road with a point, ties a franchise record. There's going to be a stub of the toe somewhere down the line, especially the way that this league is set up. There, there's no easy night. There's and it, it's it literally does seem like. The Hurricanes have played every other day since the start of the season, just the way that yeah. this this year has gone. Yeah, I mean, you can't sit on a streak like that because we're not halfway yet. There's plenty of time. That's the crazy part. Plenty of teams. You talk about teams that are banged up and unhealthy. I mean, Columbus being one of them, the Caps. I mean, everyone's going to face those things. So you got to get it back on track and really get back into another streak. Uh and look at the month of January and say, let's finish this strong, and then we reset for February. Well, no, I think that is the the point that everybody has to look at, too, with, with this team and, and moving on. That being said, Shane, moving on is the name of the game in this league, and what the Canes have to do is they've got to move on to Columbus. So when you've got an afternoon game against a Metro Division foe, is it I, – I hate to say people look at the standings – who aren't in the locker room. In the locker room, do you look at the standings and be like, oh, this is one we should have? Yeah. I mean, it's so hard for a player not to say. I mean, they're watching all this, you know, NHL tonight. They know what's going on around the league. I mean, they know where Columbus is right now. I mean, they're a team that's riddled with injury to a lot of their key players. Yeah. Um, lost last night at home against Washington, um, you have to take advantage of the teams that are below you. And the Hurricanes will come out with the same effort. Their focus is always on what does the team do system-wise, but then their focus is on their game. Come out, get to that pace, get to that level once again, um, and continue to create chances as you did against Nashville. There's not much from that level to change. But you know where Columbus is. You know what's going on there. And it's not, you can't let that thought creep in your head and be like, this one's a tap-in. Because there aren't any. Just there tap. There's zero. Just tap it in. You can never just tap it in. Tap, tap, tap. In this league. 
there's no. So you're telling me there's no taparoo? No, like you and I take eight foot mulligans. <laughs> um, you do. Yeah. Um, but no, there are no tap-ins. They got to be ready to go. Uh, the start will be important. From an energy kind of positivity way, you want that start to be perfect. By the way, that is the only insult to your golf game I can ever throw at you, just so you know. About my putting? Yes. That's it. It has gotten better. I don't believe you. Than it used to be. Well, that I do believe. It wasn't hard to improve. I was going to say, it's like, you know, just getting it close and then, you know, then saying, all right, that's a two-footer. I assume you'll make that one. Mm. So we'll be good. Never assume. I just love how you threw out eight-footer for a tap-in. I'm like, good good on you. I I meant to say, not mulligan, I meant to say a gimme. (laughs) That's good. Pick it up. Pick it up. You're good. We're on the green. Moving on to the next one, which, by the way, is what you kind of have to do. Uh, Move on to the next one. But a few things for the Carolina Hurricanes that I need to put some attention on. Getting offense from the defense. We knew that Brent Burns was going to do this. This was what he was brought in here to do. Uh, Very few teams. In fact, uh, Nashville is one of the only other ones where your assist leader is on the blue line. With Roman Yossi. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, the Canes have that with Brent Burns. You know, the points that he has been able to put up, especially the last 15 games, he's mm. he's thrown up. He's basically a point-per-game player the last 15 games. But it's the other pairing last night, and I hate saying the other pairing. Uh, one of my favorite things is when Rod Brindamore gets asked about, well, your top defensive pairing goes, which one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can truly state that for the way that Brett Pesci and Brady Shea are playing. Brady Shea has seven goals on the season right now. Uh, Brett Pesci, a uh, couple of apples last night. That's assists for those in the hockey parlance. Do the kids stay, still say apples, or is that gone? Uh, Helper. Yeah, I don't. They definitely don't say apples. Yeah. Well, if they they look at you like you're old. We'll throw it. But well, we are old. We'll throw it back to the bygone day. But that pairing, what kind of a luxury is it to have that if you're Rod Brindamore? And then the other side of it, Shane, what makes them so good together? What is it about that combination of Brett Pesci and Brady Shea that just works? Well, one, consistency. Because I don't think you ever see a lapse in these two in their games each and every night. I think they take a lot of pride in their defensive game. Um, But, I mean, the goal last night, four on four by Brady Shea, elite. Right, both jump up into the play. They see the hole. They find it there. But when I talk about them defensively, I think when they see the hole, they are a pair of guys that when they do go, it's a hundred percent open. They're not doing a fifty-fifty risk. Oh, I could probably get there. I'm going to go. Right? They know my job first is defense, and we talk about depth all the time and depth scoring. And one area we probably don't talk about enough, Mike, and maybe we'll get on this in the next couple of shows, but to have the luxury of defense depth. Yes. Because the Canes have it. When you have, most teams have two, three, right? Then four, five, and six kind of get dicey. The Canes have four for sure. And then you look at five and six, a guy who's a veteran who just can eat minutes and Calvin DeHaan, and then a guy like Jalen Chatfield, who I just spoke with Tim Gleason a few moments ago saying, how many steps forward this kid has taken this year? in the National Hockey League, being a rookie. I love that he's not afraid. Like he, And when I say not afraid, like he's got a shot, he's going to shoot it. He'll jump in the play if he reads it. 
he'll go back and make the plays that he needs to. But I, I, I want to go back to the Pesci and Shea combo. The play that Brett Pesci makes last night on Ryan Johansson, who's got a breakaway, to not take a penalty. I mean, mm. to have that ability, one, the skating ability, two, the presence to know I'm going to keep my stick on the ice mm. and I'm going to get around. And by the way, Johansson's a big body. And I'm going to get around this guy, and I'm going to knock the puck away from him. Now, Johansson might have been at the end of a, of a shift, maybe, but that is still an incredible hustle play by Pesci. That clip should be shown to every youth hockey player in the country because it's a perfect check. There is no chance the referee even moved his arm of like, oh, there's going to be a penalty here. You know, the mistakes kids make, they skate up and they their stick comes parallel. That's a yep. penalty now, right? doesn't matter if he gets a shot or not. But they're so sound defensively. I think they're so in tune. They played together for so long, and they're so in tune with each other. They just know where each other's going to be. Um, the four-on-four four play was perfect. I, I was in that corner. I didn't see Brady Shea call for it, but Brett Pesci knew he was there, yeah. right, coming down the backside, and they've been elite. They'll continue to be that for this team for a very long time. Um, but to have four and to have those two guys, I don't think, you know, not saying – Tim Gleason doesn't have to think about who's going over the boards, but what a luxury to have I know. the door opens and you were, you know, in mid conversation showing the video to somebody that those guys jump over. It's fine. They can play against anyone yeah. in the league, any top line. I'm good with our top four going over the boards. And I'm glad that you brought up Calvin DeHaan and Jalen Chatfield, because as this season moves on, they're getting more, they're getting a lot more minutes together on the PK. So that way you can steal a breath for Brent Burns, Jacob Slavin, and Brett I, Pesci here and, and there, and, and Brady Shea. And that's what you'll see on the on the pregame show tomorrow in Columbus. I think uh, our show will have the interview I had with Tim Gleason. He says that. He goes, we're getting into midseason now, and I'm using these guys more. Go back and look at the minutes and situational minutes that they're yeah. used. He's like, end of a PK now. He's like, those two are gone, and they're getting the job done. And part of that is a learning curve, right? Calvin DeHaan comes back, and he knows the system, yeah. but it takes a while to get back into it. It's a high-pressure system. And Tim also mentioned, he goes, we've had to make some adjustments. Oh, yeah. Right? Our PK was getting lit up a little bit early on. We've made some adjustments. Uh, it seems to be working. He goes, we had a tough night in New York there, and I had a couple bad bounces. Um, that, that's like, a result. That wasn't the PK. Right. That was. And too often, remember when you look at the stats, because I know our fans love to do this, and we do it. The Hurricanes right now are 13th on PK, yeah. but they're 0.3 out of 6%. So one more game, two more games, they'll be in the top 10. They'll, To me, with Tim Gleason at the helm and our defensive core, as the guys you talked about, Brady Shea and Pashu, take so much pride in the PK. I see this team finishing in the top five in the PK. Wow. Are you giving me, uh, is that a... If you like it, you can take it. If you it don't, a, uh, send it right back. Not scripted, but yes, I'll send it. Top five? So you just got to get to fifth? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. And again, they're .3 away from six right yeah, now. Yeah, that's why, that's why I'll take it. Because the numbers never lie. Correct. So thank you, Nick Bakai, wherever you are. Uh, a few things as I kick the desk and probably rattle the uh, podcast here. A few other things, though. A little celebration, stick tap, if you will. The NHL announced their first round of All-Stars. And for the first time in his young career, Andrei Svechnikov and his 19 goals are going to be heading down to South Florida, FLA Live Arena, 
for the All-Star game. Uh, I get the feeling he will. Hang on. Uh, Andre Svechnikov will be joined by two other Carolina Hurricanes teammates. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Ooh. Two teammates? Yes. That would be three Hurricanes. Because you got to look at the Metro only. Um, oof. I'm going to send that back. Okay, you can, but Columbus is only getting one. If you would have said one more. Philly's only getting one. Oh, the Canes are definitely getting two. The question is, do they get three? Is coach going again? What's the, How does that work again? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I would have to think if you're in the lead by uh, – I can't remember the date. Neither can I. There's a chance. Yes. Um, but so excited for does, Andre. Does, does Rod decline if he's the coach? <laughs> If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right Maybe. back. <laughs> but uh, so excited for Andre. Um, a great honor, but a much-deserved opportunity for this young guy yeah. because he continues to thrive in this league. And it'll be in a situation. And I never went to an all-star game in the National Hockey League. I went to one in the minors. But an opportunity to not only show his skill, but his personality and continue to become when you look around the league, right? And every fan across the country pulls up. This is, I'm a fan favorite of this guy. It takes another step of becoming who's one of your favorite player, Andre Sechnikov. And I love around the city of Raleigh. Now where I talk to kids and they're like, Oh, and so many of them like, I want to be Andre Sechnikov. And that's what you want to see. Like in, in my job now in youth hockey, I love hearing it. I love these kids talking about these guys and how much this building rocks every night when he rips one into the net and he feeds to the crowd and he loves every moment. And he should because he makes the game fun. The game is so fun right now. Like the way it's played, it's, it's at a different level. And I saw a post the other day, Boston Pittsburgh, the most watched outdoor game ever. For the National Hockey League on TNT, um, doing a great job covering it. I can't wait for February because you look at things. I go back and the draft was the first big NHL event here in Raleigh. How epic that was. And then they stepped it up another notch when the All-Star game was here. This outdoor game at Carter-Finley Stadium, I think, is going to blow the league and the fans around the league away. Yeah, With our fan base, with... What happens here in this city um, and how much they rally around that weekend? Which, by the way, can you get me tickets? I don't think so. Yeah, don't ask me because <laughs> I, I can't get you tickets either. So please stop asking. If you but if, have, you, if, if you, you don't have tickets, I mean, I would probably, if I didn't have tickets, I would probably wander through at least the parking lot. Although if you do want tickets from Shane, it's Shane R. Willis. You need to raise the amount you're sending to my Venmo. (laughs) One. And then make sure you're in church every Sunday (laughs) asking for those tickets. You're going to need a little divine intervention is what you're telling us. Uh, But uh, on a a different note, what does going to the All-Star game do for Andrei Svechnikov? Can that – we know he's got confidence in his ability. He always has. But now being put on that stage with those players – in in the dressing room, and then getting the, as you mentioned, the exposure. Can that, in, in a weird way, elevate his game to another step? Like, the progression of taking the step another, you know, another climb up the ladder? It can, just from the 
experience, but the one thing you mentioned is the other players, and this roster in Carolina is elite. But for him to be around, we heard Rod Brindamore talk about it after the Vegas All-Star game, how much he enjoyed talking to other guys and getting to know them. Yeah. And trust me, guys in that room are looking at their sticks. Hey, what do you do? How do you, you know, they talk about their crafts and what you can learn from some of the players that are going to be there yeah. as the list continues to come out. Andre is going to be a sponge and just soak all that in, but also be a leader in that room and step on the ice and really show what he can bring to the table. Yeah. The, the only thing is I don't know if there are two guys in the Metro that you look at um, and, and one guy I would say that could be a little bit of a, a difference maker for Andre if he would be paired with, like, say, Sidney Crosby at center. I'll just use that. Uh, but you know, Sid doesn't want to go to the game. So that's why, back to my, if you like it, you can keep it. Uh, the, the thing that I put out there is there, there are guys who decline this opportunity. Some have earned the right to do it. But the other side of it is when you get around those players. And now you look around the rooms and you see the talent. And, and I don't think that it's, it's a validation for Andre Svechnikov. That's not the word that I'm looking at, Shane. But I think that it's he now can sit in that room and be like, yep, yep, okay, I belong here with, with everybody in this room. This is the, the great experience. And you know he's going to soak up every second of it. He is just – if they want him to do every skills competition, he'll do it. Like, that's just sure. that's just his nature. Which, by the way, what skills competition would you put him in? Oh, man. Accuracy shooting. I'd put him in the breakaway. Breakaway. Uh, hardest shot? You could. I just want to see what could he come up with besides the lacrosse move. Yeah, would they allow him to skate behind the net and do it? That's the question. He's got you know, some – I'm not going to say that I have seen him after practice, well, after before practice. Yeah, is he working on some things right now? Because, I mean, some of the things we saw in Vegas, I was like, wow. Yeah. But, I mean, just talking about the lacrosse move and going back to local rinks, kids that, one, everyone's trying it, mm-hmm. and the kids that can do it, I mean, is just – Awesome to see and awesome to watch. Yep. Um, but he's had an impact on the game, no doubt, since scoring that goal. I expect we see it. Oh, I expect I expect we see it in the game, yeah. Oh, 100%. He's going to try it in the game. 100%. Remember, it's only three on three, so he's going to have a chance to do it. Exactly. So 100% he tries that in the game. No doubt in my mind. Yes. So, And we know the game is a little bit slower. But, by the way, I'm going to stand by my – the Canes get three. Because Marty Natchez, in the season he's having, Brent Burns. Brent Burns? And do you, you can, do you have an outside shot at a goaltender? Yeah. that's the, that You read my mind, Shane. That's exactly that's where I was I going next. That's why we're so good at this. It's what we do. Are you having a sandwich for lunch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I run. How did you know? Uh, but that's why when I look at the way that this team is built, you now have multiple players that you can say go to the All-Star game. Now, I will be... I mean, I wouldn't even leave Sebastian Ajo out of the conversation. uh, Neither would I. He missed seven games, and he's a point-per-game player. Uh, For me, this is a a cards on the table. The All-Star games for me now, I I literally can take or leave. It's 
part of me is like, let's just keep the season rolling. Let's get going. Uh, but the other part of it, I get how it grows the game. It's so cool for kids to watch it. I go back to when I was a kid and watching all-star games, and it's, oh, my goodness, the best players are all playing together. How neat is this? Uh, but in, in this situation for the Canes, when was the last time that you look at the, the Carolina Hurricanes and say, oh, without a doubt, they've got two, three, maybe four all-stars on the roster? Yeah. And that's where they are right now. Yeah. And, I mean, I agree with the all-star games. They're uh, spectacles of skill, if yes. you will. Yes, yes. But they're also huge benefits, not only for the National Hockey League and growing the game and the kids, but for the market that's hosting. What it'll do for the market in yep. Florida and for the Panthers and youth hockey there and yep. everything that they're building around a very good team that isn't playing up to par right now, um, but what it does for that kind of an area in that city as well. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. But, again, it, it goes back to congratulations to Andre Svechnikov, and I get the feeling he's – I know he's going to have a teammate with him. The question is, does he have two teammates with him? Wow. I'm, I'm bold. I'm feeling froggy about this I one. like it. So we'll get it to, to keep rolling. Well, as you mentioned earlier here in this podcast, Shane, we're not even at the halfway point of the season. And no. it, feels like, it feels like the Canes have been playing for nine months. It just does uh, get to this point. You always hear the term, well, there's the dog days of, you know, for baseball, it's August. For hockey, February, give yeah. or take. Late January, February. Yeah, you, you, you just reach this point of, like, it's the doldrums of going through this. You kind of just put that out there. So it's a real thing then? It's not just a made-up thing from... No, it's real. I mean, you look at the toll that these guys put on their bodies day in and day out, and you get to that point. 82 is a lot. 82 games. Um, so when you get to that 55, 60 range, that's a tough stretch. Where I think and what I feel where this team has an advantage is because they've destroyed, and I mean destroyed because of how well they did, that heavy travel schedule already. Yeah, They're in a great spot. And that's one of the reasons you get into the dog days. You're like, we got to go to California for 10 days. Right? The Canes don't have that. No. They'll be able to get some good quality time at home in front of their home fan base, which energizes you on a nightly basis. So um, I like where they sit, but every team faces it. Every player faces it mentally and physically uh, when you get to that point. And it's coming up. We're not there yet. But um, this team is set up to thrive, I think, in those days. The longest road trip where the Canes will be on the road and do not come back home isn't until April. At Nashville, at Buffalo, at Ottawa. Yeah. So uh, there is a another three-game trip at Toronto, at Philly. That's back-to-back. And then at New York. But there's two days in between Philly and New York. So the guess would be the team will come back to Raleigh and then go up to New York and play. So um, when you talk about travel, that's it. And there is only one more trip. Right, Vegas, Arizona. Yeah, where you're going well West. past the Mississippi River. Yep. And that's March 1st and March 3rd. Are you coming out for March Madness with us? I could. I'm available. You should. Yeah. You should. You know, it depends. I'm hoping, uh, you know, my son, uh, his team may be heading to nationals in March. So oh. there's a good chance of that. Well, I hope. that's important. It is important. Junior Canes teams are doing a phenomenal job this year in their rankings. Uh, across the country, so 
exciting times here in Raleigh, not only yep. in PNC, but the growth of hockey in our own community. Yeah, speaking of uh, teams that are, are growing the game and exciting times, the Can-Am Connection 9-2-2 two and two so far this week. Yeah, We only mentioned we win, by the way. Yeah, that's uh, if, you, if, the, if the people who are in our no, league we, haven't figured this out. You know, we got approached our WCC when we lost a week, and we didn't mention it, but it's our show. We're not going to mention that. No. I mean, I, only I, when we win. I don't know. I don't know why we would mention when we lose because yeah, we're not even halfway. Yeah, we're on to the next game. <laughs> we're on to the next game. We, yeah, not even halfway, Shane. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but the the machine, you can you can hear the engine yeah, starting it's about to peaking start, at the right time. Starting to starting to purr. Yeah. You know, made a little tweaks here and there. I make them all the time. I know you do. <laughs> It's it's amazing. I look at our roster and I have to make sure it's our team. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> when did we get this guy? guy. Literally, the only guy I think left on our team is Leon Drysaddle from no. the draft. I, you're telling me I'm wrong on that? Yeah, because you can't only, you can't drop everybody. That's why. Oh, you can't. I thought I made it where we could drop everybody. I think your first few picks you can't. No, that's in the other Hold league. On, I'm telling. That's you. in the other league. Drysaddle, Bennett was an original. Was Kyle he? Al Connor. Matthew Kachuk was an original. Yeah. Troy Terry was an original. Quinn Hughes. Heiskanen. Heiskanen. Miro. Pick it up and I'll call your name right. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> Shane, you almost killed me with that one. Good on you. Well played, my friend. So, uh, no, we just wanted to give that... Uh, that little update to the league because people wanted to know. But in doing so, uh, week six champion who wanted his due is still in front of us for now. Enjoy for now. it. Enjoy the peak for now. Uh, as I'm taking a look, uh, is week six champions having a uh, – How's he doing this week? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm going to go with – not good enough. Still be in front of us, but not by much. Yeah. So, uh, that's fine. And we're we're about we might we might go eleven eleven and zero. We're gonna try. I'll make some moves. To make I mean thir- thirteen and zero. We might put up the the large bagel. Just so we're clear. Uh, you ready for questions from the people? Yeah. All right, we're up go. early this morning. Yes, they were. Goodness. Get back to work, people. I mean, what were, your bosses are gonna be looking. You're tweeting out questions. We yeah. love it, though. Yep. Well, no, I'm fine with that. We'll take them. So, uh, this question from Blake West with Rod's 200th win on the horizon. His next win, or the Canes' next win, will be his 200th behind the bench. Only the second man in organization history to have 200 wins behind the bench as a head coach. He'll be joining Paul Maurice. The Canes already breaking a franchise record for consecutive wins, just having broken the shot total in a single game, which, by the way, yes, the 67 is a franchise record. What other records will this team break before the season is finished? Well, we're seeing a couple. You know, Marty Natchez has already set a career high in goals with 17. I think Andre Svechnikov will. Most wins? I know what that number is, but that's an, a topic I'd throw out. It's, it's what, 56 you've got to get to? It's on the table. Yeah. Um, uh, personal record, I, I think Maybe that, most home wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, personal record, I think that Andre Svechnikov will set a career high in goals. 
He's got 19. Oh. 30 is his career high. There's a high. few guys in that category. Yeah. Brady Shea's only two away from his career high. Yeah. So, you know, I talk about it on the show before. I think uh, Jordan Martinuk and Jesper Faust could get there. Marty Natchez. Oh. In goals. He already did. He's already passed. Yeah, he went from 17. Eclipsing. Yep. So, 16 was his career best. Uh, here's Heather. What do you think has been the difference with Piotr the last two games compared to his earlier starts? Is it still rust from his injury, or maybe he was just due to have a few okay games? Great question, because I think it's both. Right? Yeah. I think it's both. I mean, especially as a goaltender, hardest position out there to be as consistent as he was playing and then to derail with a, you know, an injury that keeps you out of that kind of play. Yeah. And, and for a goaltender, it is about the game play. That's why when Rod talks about it, he's like, I get this guy in. Goaltenders need time in the crease. You got to be in games. You got to be at game speed, seeing the shots, all of those things. So I think it's both. It's a great question, but I think he will be back on track very fast. Yeah. Um, look, I'll, I'll put it in no uncertain terms. When you talk about a goaltender and then when they have a game here or there, no goalie plays 55, 65, however many games. And doesn't have one or two games that they wish they could go back and change. No. They they all have it. But here's the other part of how this league is set up, Shane. Once you start to get film against you, meaning the more you play, mm-hmm. there are video coaches, the other goaltending coaches looking at what you do. Yeah, that's what, bringing, that's what players are doing on game days, right? What's the tendencies of this goaltender? So Where has he let in a few of the past few games? You hear the term, you get a book on a guy. Yeah. Well, for the first 20-ish appearances of Pyotr Kochetkov, it's not a book, it's a page. And nobody knows what this guy's going to do. What does he do in this situation? I don't know. We haven't seen it. That's similar to players, right? Right. Why guys have great rookie seasons, then second year it's a little bit different because teams are like, hey, this is what this guy likes to do. Well, you you know that because you score 20 in the league, all of a sudden, who's this guy? Right. Who's who's 24? What's this guy doing? Right. Heads up, he can shoot. Yeah. Right? He likes to be here. He likes to shoot here. Tendencies, goaltenders know that. Um, and they dial in on. So, you know, take this guy, take this guy out of the play now because he's going to go over here. Well, same thing for goalies. You know that you you sit down, it's evolved a lot from when you played, but it would be like uh this guy, if you're coming down the right wing, Shane, you were righty, you're coming down the right wing, he's going to cheat towards the far post. So you might want to think near, you know, go that's that's out there. Well, now there's video that backs it up. Yeah. And that's what these guys are looking at in their iPads and their stalls before the game. Yeah. So what does he do on a breakaway? What opens up when I make a move? Is he better to shoot, better to make a deke? You, you know? go yeah, forehand, backhand. Yep. What do you look for? Yeah. So that's a good question. Thank you for that, Heather. Oh. You didn't, Thank you. Now we're set. And got gotten a chance to use that for a while. Uh this from Howie. Since Fetch is going to the All-Star game in Florida, who is the next Kane you want in the All-Star game, and why is it Jordan Martinook? Why I'll, is it? Yes. I, I'll tell you what. I love Jordan Martinook's season this year. He's healthy. What he has done on that line, and it's it's kind of good to bring this up because last night Nino Niederreiter returned to Carolina, and last season the stall fast niederreiter line was the consistent line, Shane, that – you know, Rod Brindamore can throw him over the boards. This is what you're going to get. You're getting that. Uh, you, we had the question about other other numbers. 
I think Jordan Martinuk is going to set a career high in everything yep. this year. I just, I, I'm just happy for him. I, I get, you know, Howie wanting to to give some love for for Jordan Martinuk. I'd vote for him. Just saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I there's not a guy in that room that doesn't have a case. Is it a large case or some kind of? But everyone has a little bit. And you know, we talked about guys we think may get in: Marty Nates, Aho, Brent Burns. Yeah. Um, Kokinami, or not Kokinami? No. Sorry, Kochetkov. Yeah. You know, and that, but. You have to go back to, and I, I've said this before, every player on this team and in the league is elite. You wouldn't be in the league if you weren't. And it comes back to so much of when you talk about opportunity. And even last year we saw Jordan Martinuk would get time playing with Sebastian Ajo. Why? Because Rod Bermore said it last night, the energy and compete he brings each and every night creates offensive chances. Yep. Because he plays the right way on the forecheck and all those situations. And Jordan Martinuk worked so hard to get to the areas to score goals. Yep. And now with more opportunity, more ice time than if you were playing on, say, the fourth line, puck's going in right now. And every player in this league can score with opportunity and with those chances um, at any time. Yeah. And the the other side of it for me is when you talk about any player, any time, what these guys are doing. I take a look at what we've seen out of Jordan Martinuk this year. And I just keep expecting it to get better and better, which, by the way, health becomes a big deal. We need some WD-40 on that There's door. There's that door yeah. saying. Uh, but somebody else I wanted to pick your brain on, and you mentioned the name. Uh, you were thinking, Kochetkov. Trust me, it happens when, you know, you're moving like this trying to say it. It's and early. You say, what time is it? Uh, before 1030. Okay. And then you said, Coach Kenyemi. I, I just want to – I should have brought this up earlier before we got to the fans' questions. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi's last six or seven games have been really good. And last night, he was the centerman for Max Pacioretty with Derek Stepan. I loved that line. Yeah. I mean, they generated chances. I just wanted to, two, a, a two. quick a quick thought what you've seen out of out of Kotkaniemi where, you know, is he starting to stack games on top of each other? Yes, and I think that shows the work he's putting in. Um, and I agree, he's going to continue to take steps forward. One of the areas, and then... As fans and as broadcasters and media, we get so drawn to the score sheet, right? And you're always looking, right? Well, you didn't have any. You didn't have any. Well, look at the game as a whole. Because one of the areas I think Jesperi is doing a much better job. One, physically he's playing hard um, in that physical style game. But I also think when you talk about something that's so important, I think Marty and H is one of the areas that he's excelled this year. Puck possession holding on the pucks and making plays. It's so important in today's game that you're not just throwing those 50-50 passes or kind of hope plays or the spin around a backhand. If it's not there, hold on to it. Hold on to it and continue to roll cycles and forechecks. And I think Yes Perry's been doing that very well, as you mentioned, over these past handful of games for this team. Uh, this from I am Iron Kaniac. For Stadium Series jerseys, Shouldn't teams think outside the box with an ostentatious, never-seen-before look to highlight the uniqueness of a team's first outdoor game? And then well, I think some kind of smirky emoji, and then showing us the Smashville, the Avs, Detroit. That's not outside of the box for the one for Detroit that was sent to Let us. Let me see you. Um, bring that up for you. That wasn't outside of the box. No, and I think D. I think you're going to see a design when the Canes come out with them. What's up? But you want to still in the what the league wants yeah. is. 
your brand front and center. Yeah. Right? You're not going to totally change the logo. I'm, I'm going to, one, Iron Caniac loves jerseys, and that's great. Um, I'm, I'm aging out of the I care what jerseys look like, other than can I read the numbers when the play is going on? <laughs> Uh, that that literally yes is is what uh, I I need to see the numbers. That's what it's. Give me my give me my bifocal chain. They're moving too fast. Um, look, I, I'm. Th- this started to be a big deal in college football, and you know I remember going, well, I don't, you know, that doesn't do anything for me. Why are they doing that? And then I realized it's not for me. It's not for you. It's for the players. It's to sell it in the stands. You can say, you know, go think outside the box. Every team has like six jerseys this year. Yeah. You know, it's and they were. I mean, you can look at what Pittsburgh and Boston did, and were they way outside the box? No, but I liked them. Oh, I know they were. They were, but it was a classic. It was a a throwback, a nod right. to and it has yesterday. A tie to Fenway, right? Little baseball look with the P on the Pittsburgh jerseys, right? right. Um, and I think when they're unveiled, everyone will be extremely excited with what our design team and marketing team has done with the Hurricanes jerseys. What I would like to see happen, though, the entrance now has become a big deal and how the Red Sox uniforms were worn by Boston yeah. and the Pirate uniforms were worn by Pittsburgh. Loved it. Nashville it, showed up in cowboy gear. Oh, I'm and I'm so glad that you said you loved it. St. Louis showed up in beach gear in Minnesota when it was like negative four degrees. If it was me, I have an idea, and I said this uh, – to my wife, I'm gonna finish. You finish your thought first, and I'm gonna give you my idea. What do you want our players to show up in? It's in a football stadium. I want them to roll in football gear, like full equipment. No, <laughs> football jerseys. Okay, football football equipment's hard to you know get on. I'm not asking them to be outfitted in shoulder pads. No, or no, helmets. That's not what I was thinking. But to give a tie and something I learned when I first came to Carolina, and I, I see college kids have them on at games and I'm like when I, I remember being here and I if you say overalls just stop. No no no. Um and I always said what is what is up with that? The and our fans I think would get excited if our team rolled out in these. I would enjoy seeing the coaches behind the benches in these. Seersuckers. Oh that could be good. That could be really good. You know, seersucker suits coming out. But if it's cold you can't really roll in the seersucker. It would be awesome. Does Rod wear a hat? If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Kind. Like I mean, a fedora. Like a, like a fedora or like a little little Tammy Shanter, you know, the I old. I don't know. He, I mean, he loves his ball caps. He loves wearing the hats. Yeah. No, know. I'm talking about like a, a throwback hat. Maybe. We've seen Peter Laviolette do it. Yeah. And that's going to be the coach on the other side. I They do like putting hats on the coaches that, you know, tie to where you're at uh but i don't know what hat that would be here me either yeah. now we got we got some thinking to do mm. i do like i do like the idea of rolling in and like seersucker <laughs> but like a red pinstriped seersucker yes suit. yes um i i'm with you on this okay one. all right jordan martinuk and uh Jordan Stahl, if you're listening captains yep. we have given you the idea our marketing crew head to the store we are now done we are spent. Uh, Coach Owen playing armchair Don again. How do you guys make room for Freddie Anderson if and when he's healthy to come back? Cap friendly has us at 762,000 of cap space. Yikes. Uh, 
Coach Owen also was worried about the seven million dollars of Max Pacioretty. I feel I just give context to some some questions. Yeah, when the Canes had seven point seven million dollars of cap space, so yep. they could fit him in. Um, my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I won't know. <laughs> I'll try. Is because Freddie Anderson is not on long term injured reserve. He's just on IR. Right. His current salary is still what's counting He's against the, the books. Yes, it's, yep. so it's part of the the team is still in a good spot. Yeah, no problem. So and they are going to move Andre Kasha to long, long term, term IR. Yep. So just so it's there. Uh, this from John Herring. Please explain getting kicked out of the faceoff circle. It's whatever the whatever the lines, the lines whatever are lines. I mean, your wants feet are supposed to be as you look at the dot. You'll see the lines what? close to the dot. Hey, John, let us Google that for you. Yeah. Also in the rule book. Yeah. Uh, but your feet are supposed to be on those lines. Their sticks are supposed to be. You can't really see. There's a white spot on the dot. True. You're supposed to. And when they come down, what the linesman is really looking for is to be stopped for a fraction where he would then drop it. Yes. If you come in, and again, everyone's trying to get that jump, right? Like you're out of a starting gate. If the centerman jumps early, lines might be like, you're out, right? You didn't freeze. You didn't give me that moment to drop the puck. Right. Oh, or maybe your wingers or D jump. Right. Right. They have to to be behind their lines and they're trying to get a jump too. Not only lines, the face off circle, you're not allowed to jump in the circle until the puck is dropped. Right. So, so it's almost like a false start. Your centerman's yeah. going to get tossed. So if I'm taking the draw and Shane is my winger and Shane jumps into the circle before they drop the puck, they'll wave me. How many faceoffs did you did you ever? I know you had yeah. to have taken a couple. Yeah, I was. Much it was different rules on though. my strong side. We always talk about that strong yeah. side. We have much better on my strong side in the backhand. Actually, the year I played and finished the year in Sweden, um, I played center, which was strange. But the coach was like, "You ever played center?" I was like, "Sure." When I was a kid, he's like, "All right, you'll be fine." So. All right, good coaching right there. Yeah. Have you ever done this before? Uh, once when I was nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. Same thing. Come back. Like riding a bike. Uh, this from Nick Bailey. Sorry, this one's for me. Do you call the game differently knowing it's being streamed on radio as well? I imagine making a call for TV is quite different from radio. Nick, it's a million times different from a radio call, and the answer is no. I have to provide a television call. So Yeah, and I noticed that um, when you were out and Tripp and I did a few games, like talk, the television call is easier because you know everyone can see what you're saying. Yep. When you go to just radio only, you have to go in a little bit more of a descriptive. Yeah. Because you're trying to feed into that radio if you're in your car, so you give that true feel being in the building. Yeah. So that's it. And I mean, I'm mindful that it's a, a simulcast. Yeah. I, I get but that. But your main focus that. is TV. So yes, and that's for yeah. another another person to into but that's uh that's what it comes down to but thank you for the question nick this from john do storm brews provide healing powers for goaltenders anything to get and stay healthy at that position no john all storm brew does is a crisp refreshing light lager that quenches your thirst you could put a couple cold ones on maybe a sore area you know if your knees sore that's, i wouldn't even go that far because i'm not going to say there's any medical well no properties no to magic. it it's just icing that is true <laughs> but then i want to well, you have one it. in your hand too oh okay no now i'm on board with this plan uh, so that's that. And if you're only buying one, you're making a mistake. That's also true. So make sure that you have everything set up. Uh, one more question, Mr. Willis. This is from Carl. Carl. Hey, Shane and Mike. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. The Canes will have six 
plus 20 goal scorers this season. Ooh. All righty. Now Hold we got to start doing math. Stats. God. No, this is a, actually a great question. I, it really is. I, I was giving some thoughts to this. Six. Six is a big number. Okay, so Svetch, yes. Natchez, yes. Aho, yes. There's yes. three. Does Jordan Stahl get to 20? There's four. I'm going to say yes. Now you got to find two more. And mm. the two more, mm. one guy, I'm going to say it, and this is might be absolute insanity for saying it, has no goals on the year. He just played his first game. Max, I said it last night. Just go back to his stats last year. He had 48 games in Vegas. Yep. He had over 20. Yep. You've seen his shot in game one. When that thing starts going to the back of the net, I think there's a shot. I think f- I'm going to go, I'm going to send it back. Yeah. I think five, I think five is, yeah. Five is, five has got a realistic chance. Yeah. Six, you're counting on a defenseman to get to 20. Yeah. And right now that would be Brady Shea with seven goals. Uh, or you are counting on Jordan Martinuk and Stefan Nason to get to 20. I think Martinuk is going to get to I – mean, he's getting to 15. He's got six more in him. Uh, the question is, does he have 11? What about the other guy I put on the outside who I still feel could get on that heater to get close is Seth Jarvis. He's got six. Yeah. Yeah, he could. We're not halfway yet. Well, you know what? I'm not going to write off Stefan Nason either because no. of power play goals. Correct. Um, and when he comes back in the season, he's putting together too. I'm still going to stay at five if I was a betting man and was playing with my own money. I mean, if I'm playing with, who asked the question? Uh, that was Carl. Carl. If I was using your money, Carl, I'd probably well take it. <laughs> There'd be good odds on it. Six. Um, no, I'm going to send it back. Yeah. Five? Yeah. You'll take five. I'll take five. Take five. All right. Well, that'll do I'll it for hedge, us. I'll hedge with five. I'll lay... I'll lay a little on six, hedge with five. That's how you save your money. I don't even know what you're, I don't even know what you're <laughs> talking about. That, and that's also how you don't make any money because you oh. keep spreading everything around. Scared money don't make money. That's right, me. and you're throwing <laughs> scared money out there. That's not scared. You're hedging. It's protection. That's, oh, my goodness. It's like put on a helmet. Oh, you and I both know a couple of guys who don't believe in that protection. Sure do. So I'm just going to say let it ride. Okay. What what will be will be. Okay. If I gambled, and I'm not a gambling man in the state of North Carolina. Not allowed. Exactly. So <laughs> that'll. Thank you. Justin Williams taking care of that for us. Uh, anything else you wish to add, Mr. Willis? I would like to add one thing. And although we're at the end of the show, um, it should have been done at the start, but I just kind of let you lead down. I'd like to congratulate Canada on another gold medal victory in the World Junior Championship. Back-to-back for the guys. Um, an amazing overtime win last night against the Czech, uh, Czechia. Czechia. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, put another one on the board. All right. You know, Congrats to the U.S. on the bronze. We already, we already talked about this because <laughs> when we talked about fantasy hockey, yeah. I don't talk about losses. Now I wasn't. I was congratulating you win. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a You won a bronze, you won a medal. I'm a citizen of the United States yep. of America. I'm not. It's my country. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to go there because I was gonna get 
fired up when I shouldn't because I've poked the bear because by international ice hockey federation rules the United States committed two goaltender interferences that wiped off two goals yep but the goal that was the first one yes that was wiped off by Mr. Blake, Jason Blake's son. A Carolina Hurricanes draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, every other league in the known universe, that's a goal. The guys on NHL Tonight after said no. They agreed with him. Mark Parrish, who's an American. I played against him like, in again, the finals. It's, again, it's the rule. It's the I'm rule. just saying. There was contact. That they, the, it goes back to that feel thing. The rule is garbage. Well, he was in the crease. He made contact with his pad. It's a garbage <laughs> rule. But ultimately, I'll give you two goals. We still win 6-5. <laughs> just, just, you know, leave I mean, that out there. Get, I mean, there's a lot of games you could go back on, but only one thing matters. Final score. Congratulations, Canada. Thank you. I'm sure the guys are still celebrating. <laughs> Slow clap uh, to you. Enjoyed it. By the way, Connor Bedard. Oh, enjoy. Where are we going for lunch next week? That's a good question. You pick. You won. I owe you like eight. Uh, Connor Bedard. I, I, this is just me and you talking, mm-hmm. pretending that the microphone is off, yeah. but at the same time it's on, so we have to be somewhat Everyone's cautious here. Yeah. How many teams in the NHL saw that performance, and they're like, you know, you know. maybe we need to stop winning games yeah, right yes. now. Can we make a few Who are trade? near the bottom. I'm talking about those teams who are at the bottom right now. How many of them went? We really need to embrace this. And I hate it. I hate tanking. I hate it. Yeah. But watching him, man, he is going he from from day one, yeah. he is going I, I have no doubt in my mind he's gonna be special when he gets on the ice. Yeah. There's a few players. I mean, across the board on a, a lot of those teams yeah. in that tournament. I mean, the American team as well has some great talent. There's some few other players on Canada that were drafted already. Uh, a few that are also in this draft. Same with the US, yeah. Um Exciting times for the league because you know the National Hockey League and all the scouts are like, look at what's coming. This is a big year of the draft. Yep. You know, a lot of years we talk about, oh, it's not very deep. This one is very deep. So there's going to be a lot of work going in those rooms of getting their sheets ready. Answer the question, Shane. How many teams saw that performance from Bedard and they're like, we got to do what it takes to get them? Well, there's four, five. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, does it go to six, seven after that? There's, some of them are so bad you can't catch them. Like Chicago, Ooh. yeah. Chicago, Columbus are in a world of hurt. Eight wins in Chicago. Yep, eight. Yep. If he does go to Columbus, though, now remember there's a lottery. If he goes to Columbus, Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Line would be his wingers. Whoa. Yeah. The hard part if he goes to Chicago, there's nobody there. Right, but. That's a pretty good piece to build around. And Chicago is a real good city too. If you're a free agent, it's a franchise ready to build. Well, that's the other thing. Like I think Chicago literally has three players on the roster for next year who are on this roster. Well, so you think about that when you mention free agency. So you see a guy like this get picked. Hmm, I'd like to go play with him. Yeah, yeah, but there. (laughs) I mean, we've we've also seen, and now I'll while I have just given all the kudos to him. We've also seen Edmonton and Connor McDavid. Yeah. 
I mean, just because you have it doesn't mean you're winning the Stanley Cup. No. So that'll do it. Uh, Mr. Willis, congratulations on your country winning another junior championship. I appreciate it, Michael. I don't Thank know you. the last time Canada's We'll enjoy great fellowship over lunch yes, we will. next week. I'll, I'll bring up uh, the last time Canada won a Stanley Cup at that point in time. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That's getting gross. Not happening this year either. Nope. Uh, that'll do it. He's Shane Willis. I'm Mike Maniscalco. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.